0: Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards, and I'm Brittany Lysing, and, and this,
1: this is, is Life, life
0: Pairings. Pairings because life
1: is hard, so pair with alcohol.
0: The guitar, the deep voice singing, the lyrics that may or may not involve a man losing his woman. Join us today as today's life pairing is Blues Bar with Muddy Waters Cocktail. We discuss Outside Child, The Devil, and Sad
1: Boy. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole thing, Carla. Yeah. They're going to be um,
0: they're sad and you're going to find out why. Okay, that's good. I okay. <laughs> okay. Um are you a big blues fan? Yeah. Um I'm not like I I love the blues. I love listening
1: to the blues. Always have. I don't know, you know, like I I kind of you know how jazz and blues kind of intersect sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find myself sort of leaning towards jazz, but then, you know, you okay. you look up and you'll be like, "Oh, this is a little more bluesy." But um right. in terms of just like, you know, like a lot of like blues knowledge, I probably don't have it. But mm-hmm. if you put something on, I I'm always down to listen. I love going to the blues bar. I like yeah. uh listen, you know. I like the I like it. Yeah. But it hasn't had a
0: major impact on me, but it's something like I really enjoy. Right. Yeah, how about um, you? Well, we first I guess we should, sorry, we should have mentioned that we actually did the thing again. We did the thing. We went to the blues can in Calgary. Yep. In Englewood. And we sat outside and there was a two gentlemen that played one guitar, one harmonica.
1: Yeah, we it was went fantastic. Inside,
0: saw a double bass with both you and I love very much. Oh, I love the big double bass. <sighs>
1: um the old stand-up bass i don't know what it is it's just like it's so powerful. fun yeah it's yeah. such a big noise and it's yeah. like so anytime i see a double bass i'm like oh it's i'm gonna not be sober soon <laughs> <laughs> like there's like something about a live band that just like even the friend of the pod lena will mm-hmm. always go like she's like oh god Brittany, there's a live band <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh no! Because oh, <laughs> no. it just means like anything I had planned to do in the next day will not be getting done. Not
0: be happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so
1: that it was really fun though to go out. It was the first mm-hmm. like live like music I had seen. Yeah. Like me too. close up. You know. Yeah. In a place I was. I was shocked. I was like. It, part of me was just like, it feels like riding a bike again. Mm-hmm. But you realize like, oh, I haven't done this in two years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty
1: close to two years, 18 months, you know, yeah, it was so, very, yeah. um,
0: yeah, it was really nice. But again, like, it's still weird because you're like, should I be doing this? Should I be close to people? Yeah, like, I don't know. Anyways, we did it. We're still alive. Everything's fine. Up yeah, for me, blues is like a, a, again, I'm pretty like casual fan, but I did get into it when I was quite young. My One of my first CDs, I think, was Colin James. He's a oh, local Can- I don't know if he's Calgarian. He's definitely Canadian. Uh singer. Uh Baby King. Love him. Um and I'm funny because I only really started to like jazz in the last like ten years. Uh yes. so when I'm I've always been much more leaning into the blues. I think it kind of ties into like my like of country music and folk music. It's very
1: yeah, it's certainly where it started. Like it's mm-hmm. you know, like I you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and it starts with blues. You know, it starts mm-hmm. with that the the roots of country music are certainly blues. Yeah, and um, rock and roll and rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool to see it. Kind, it's really cool to see where it comes from. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's any like genre of music where like the most people from that genre, you're probably I'm probably gonna know, right.
0: But yeah. I'm not going to be able to like start naming tracks and like you know. No, I'm yeah, I I, I'm pretty surface surface level, I guess. But uh, like I'll listen. To, happy to listen to blues.
1: I'll be like listening to Sam Cooke. I'll be like, am I bluesing? They're like, you're not quite bluesing. I'm like, <laughs> okay, okay, thanks, thank you. I'm like, I like this, um, <laughs> <laughs> which I do a lot. Yeah. Um hey there's some pretty neat reasons why we like the blues is there yeah cool and i'd be happy to tell you (laughs) please please do i'd be i'd be i'm it's funny because you should it should make
0: you sad i i i was gonna say this it's one of those music genres that i can listen to and it makes me happy and that's very like a lot of music very much affects me emotionally to an extent that i'm Sometimes I have to go like no music for Carla only listen to podcasts <laughs> um, but it doesn't seem to yeah it doesn't depress me I don't know what it is if there's something like well you'll probably tell me well it's it it is uh it so I, I'm the same way
1: like I listen to some music sometimes it just like triggers a memory I heard this song at this place and I, or I was at this place in my life and it like re invigorates all those feelings in you again whether right. that's like a relationship or like a point in time or like sometimes really like big transitional points in my life like I'll remember the music from that point in my life and then hearing it again I'm like ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like turn it off but um one thing about the blues is it's so sad that these things have probably never happened to you <laughs> right <laughs> So I went to my favorite website, Mm -hmm. psychologytoday.com. And the gal uh, who writes the article went down and watched... uh, She went down and watched the very talented Bobby Harden, who is... uh, is, He is a legendary soul, blues and soul singer. And he was at um, a recent show at B.B. King's in New York City. So I'm imagining B.B. King has a... uh, uh, a blues
0: bar in new york city oh okay so Is she sat down alive? we were gonna check that that was gonna be our. That was gonna be our... Gonna check right now i don't think so i think he died
1: yeah well um, in it... 2015 2015 okay so obviously his bar has <laughs> still there i'm sure still there still i mean there. they're not gonna yeah. tear it down just because
0: he you know I'm oh trying. he died in vegas Ooh.
1: That's, that's, you know what, that's the way you should go. That's, I mean, that's the singer's out, isn't it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) but so she, she sat down uh, with Bobby to ask why, you know, a bunch of questions. And the first one was, why do the blues feel so good? So he started saying that, you know, people listen to the blues. They relate whatever sadness or troubles they're going through in life. Mm -hmm. The original blues artist grew up in a chapter of history filled with so much pain to preserve, Mm -hmm. you know, all the things they were going through, the disadvantages, and, and and you know, like men in particular, couldn't express their pain to their partners. Like you know, maybe at the time it was just like pride, and they weren't taught to to express feelings. So many of these songs kind of like let all those feelings out, right? So it's like you are hearing all these people talk about all this this sadness and sometimes triumph and of the you know those moments and like this like true pain. While you are listening to it, you are maybe realizing either one somebody feels the same way as i do or two that i don't have to go through these struggles right
0: you're like, it's like a um you're, you're not alone on this yeah kind of creates a little bit of a what do you call it like em- not empathy but
1: a little well even maybe a little camaraderie like a little yes. bit of like yeah. somebody knowing how you're feeling and 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 knowing that it's like i'm not the only one so and then you know these struggles they date back to some pretty awful times. So you know yes. like you're listening to these things and you're you're maybe like hearing stories of
0: triumph. Sometimes you're hearing people, you know, survive. You're hearing survivors. Do you, are are you gonna talk about that or do you want me to quickly mention the little history on the blues? Sure. Is are okay. is yeah. Um, I was just gonna tell an interesting facts, but um it the origins really start uh during the african-american slavery times in america during the 1800s uh a lot of them came from like work songs especially that like i can't remember the call it, but like the call and receive like where you say right. something to the audience the audience and it back so yeah work songs chants spirituals and very simple songs um and then it kind of grew out of that but a lot of it came from the south and a lot of it um one of the people i'm going to talk about later comes from that jim crow era as well right and so there's a lot of sort of ties to moving out of the south because if you were black in the south let's be honest till i don't know next 2052 yeah it can be quite difficult, and especially back then, it was very, very difficult because you had to play in segregated areas. Yeah. So, anyways, that's kind of when Brittany says it came from a lot of pain. Yeah, that's,
1: what it is. that's for sure, and that's what, uh, you know he's talking about here. And it was kind of nice. I like this article because she kind of went. She didn't like ask a psychologist about it. She, as a psychologist, mm-hmm. went to uh, listen to somebody who sings and yeah. and you know plays the blues and asked
0: him about it. So, I thought that was a really interesting perspective because it was like. I mean, that is a typical psychologist thing. How do you feel? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or sometimes I feel.
1: I'm just hearing like a really like scientific breakdown of like emotion, you know, like on a lot of these topics. This was nice to see. And I think with any kind of art, it's hard to decipher where and what the feelings are and. You know why oh, they're yeah. there and why we why why it invokes sadness or happiness in us, right? It's it was neat that she went and talked directly to somebody, mm-hmm. so that was cool. So then she just asked him like a couple of simple questions. One of them I thought was cool. She said like what, you know what what do you think we can learn from the blues? And he yeah. said three things. He said uh, that they remind you that you're not the first to struggle with situations such as relationships or money problems. Uh, two, they give you perspective you start to think maybe your problems are not as bad as you think they are. Mm -hmm. And then three, you could find humor in the situation and laugh about it. Maybe you could even write a great song about your problems. So, yeah. Yeah, and they talk about, uh, you know, blues having a comeback. You know, anytime that there's hardships and hard times, it seems to produce great art. So there has seemingly been a lot of... Um, struggle in the last little while here. Maybe the most yeah. we've ever felt in our generation or seen, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so maybe we'll get some really good COVID, post-COVID blues yeah, musicians. To,
1: you might, because I mean, like, Christ, there's, you know, tornadoes ripping through everywhere. There's mm-hmm. it's creating a lot of poverty and sadness. So hopefully in 40 years, all these sad songs about now will make <laughs> us feel better, huh? Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. That's a nice way to think about it. Kind of. I like to
1: put a positive spin on things. Yay. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um. And uh, so this was uh, the singer, like I said uh, at the beginning, there is Bobby Harden, and um, you should click on to listen to him if you can, because he's really quite uh, good, as Ooh. well. Yeah. Have you got any history for us? I do.
0: I'm going to talk about Robert Johnson. People that have seen Supernatural and Timeless, the TV shows they will be familiar with the story which is how i found out about it um so this is a, a, uh, I would say like 19 mid like let's say 30s like 1930s uh blues musician but he is shrouded in uh in myth and legend mm-hmm. uh the story goes that he came to he when he was kind of like trying to be a musician he would come into places and while the actual musicians were on break he would go on stage and play their guitar or whatever and he was awful and they made fun (laughs) of him and so he left and then six months later he came back and they just blew them all away with his talent
1: see people Mm -hmm. just keep on trying (laughs)
0: So, the theater, the myth, which I will talk about later, but, um, is that he traded his immortal soul for the ability to play the blues guitar.
1: (laughs) The old soldier soul of the devil.
0: Yeah, that one. So, um, and also he died really weirdly. Like he died at age 27. So he does not, there's not a lot known about him. Uh, because there's so much of this legend and mythology and then also just no records and stuff. So um So
1: he's part of the 27 Club.
0: He was apparently he's the first one. Oh,
1: that's so scary. Yeah.
0: I know. Um so yeah, so the only thing that we have proof of him even being on this planet are two marriage certificates, a death certificate, a note that he potentially wrote on his deathbed, and two albums. And that's it. So he was likely born in uh Hurt, Mississippi, uh, May-ish, 1911 in Mississippi. There was no birth certificate because I think it was a year before you actually had to, like you have to give a birth certificate in Mississippi, I think as of like 1912. Um, he was born out of wedlock, uh, which then they would call him an outside child. Oh well, that was like before bastards were called bastards. No, I think they just—that was a different name than bastards. Oh, bastards when you don't have a dad. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of
1: wedlock is an outside child. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, his mother Julia Dodds was uh, the daughter of slaves. She was married. Her husband, I think, got chased out of town by one um, white lynchers. So she ended up having an affair, and that's how. Robert was born um, around the age of seven. He moved to Robinson, Mississippi with his mother's new husband. By the way, I, I, you know how we always get taught how to spell Mississippi.
1: Yeah. So it
0: was around this time that he started to get into music. He found what were called juke joints Which were segregated stores or private houses where they would just double as like an after hours like club kind of after. Uh, He learned to play the diddly bow, which is a proto guitar. It's a single piece of string of wire between two nails uh, on a board. And then they put the glass, a glass bottle underneath. And that not only acts as like the bridge, but it also like helps with the sound.
1: That's pretty neat, man. I want to see. I'm going to look one of these up right now.
0: Okay. (laughs) So like I said, as a teenager starts hanging around music venues and bars at the age of 16, he leaves home and starts traveling around uh, the U.S. Uh, He always people always said he had a talent for looking very sharp despite having slept in his clothes for multiple days. Uh, We only have two pictures of him that we believe. um, One of them is always on the album cover of anything you see him on. He's in a very smart suit. Ooh. Uh, He got married in 1929 uh, to Virginia Travis, but that ended after only a year as she got pregnant. And because she was only 16, she returned to her parents' house and her and her child both tragically died in childbirth. And the family... This, all of this is in quotes, by the way. This whole story. Oh man, uh, the family blamed Johnson for playing secular music during her pregnancy. Okay, <laughs> because blues was kind of seen as this, um, this not an offshoot of like soul music or like spiritual music, but as like this dirty, like kind like.
1: Just, like, how rock and roll was seen as, like, yes. bad and filthy. And, like, exactly. even, like, you know, it's even funny. Like, country, like, what everybody thinks is, like, the worst, you know, like, lamest, you know, whatever thing. It was badass when it first came out. hmm Like, you know, all, any time of... Sometimes it still is. Not often, but sometimes. <laughs> sometimes.
0: Uh- <laughs> I love old country music. I'm a geek for that. that um, new country is good, and then they just get in on the... And then they're like, we should hey we should you make more money okay <laughs> yeah but so sing a song about your truck yeah,
1: trucks and dogs but yeah. then so it yeah every every kind of music goes through that uh, in a, in its infancy I think like because mm-hmm. no one wants you know it's, it's just the same as like you know snowboarders being like badass <laughs> and now yeah. it's in the Olympic. you know what I mean like everyone whatever the generation is that like seeing it come in they're like oh the devil's music
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> um so, we don't know what his thoughts were, obviously, on basically any of this. Um, he did remarry two years later, but by then he was a walking blues man, which basically just meant he, like, traveled around the U.S. pretty much on, like, you know, not, tr- like, nothing, you know, it's not, like, hopping in his car and driving to, like, Port Albany Oh, he, like, or whatever, he walked, like, like, he, like, walked? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he walked. He probably hitchhiked a lot of the time. Um, it, but he Port wasn't, Al- like, on... He wasn't on tour. I see.
1: Port Alberni was very specific and equally as hurtful. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. I, <laughs> I always call it my forts and ports tour. Exactly. That's why. And then yeah. I always just said port and then I was like, couldn't think of anything. Alberni. <laughs> Alberni. Isn't that on the island and super hard to get to? Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. So he maybe would have had a little trouble getting there. But he would play on street corners, writing songs. Uh, and he started to make a bit of a name for himself in this blues world. And actually, fun fact, the podcast: he was on the radio once. Oh, in Windsor, Ontario.
1: Hey, very Canadian.
0: Yeah. So I think that was the only time he was ever on the radio. I mean, and he might I'm not sure have he's even on the radio known it now. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, and there's no recordings, unfortunately. So we have, like I said, he had two albums. So, 1936, he recorded his music uh, with Don Law in the Gunter Hotel of St. Antonio, which is in Texas? Okay. I don't know. Uh, On the day of recording, this is, again, another one of these legends. On the day of recording, he refused to face any of the men or recording equipment and instead faced the wall. Some people think that, you know, this was him being broody and also because they didn't want, this was past apparently his time that he'd made the deal with the devil, so maybe the devil would have come out of his guitar if he'd been facing the people or something <laughs> stupid. Some people say that that's actually a thing called corner loading, which is like a way of uh, recreating like a, a reverberations and stuff. A um, extra but likely it's just not true because he would have been playing in front of people on street corners and he was fine with that. Okay.
1: So, so again, maybe he was then just in a ancient... little bit
0: of a fu- fuss budget that day, maybe, maybe um again, in nineteen thirty seven he records a second album in Dallas, which has uh Terraplane Blues, which was one of his most successful songs, selling a total of five thousand copies. Ooh. Uh, it's about comparing starting your car to turning on a lady, so you're talking about like little fun things there you go. It's a nice little joke in there. Yeah, see, there's the blues can be fun,
1: you just gotta let it be. And that's great. Right. Perhaps your sense of humor isn't quite as dark as the- <laughs>
0: um, he dies a year later at the age of 27, like I mentioned. And yes, he's the first member of the 27 club, which is including Janice Joplin, Kurt Cobain, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, and re- more recently, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, uh, so this was in 1938.
1: <sighs> again that's interesting i wonder he's not he's not often talked about because like the no. when you when you think of the 27 club you're thinking like like 70s. first well yeah you, you're thinking jimmy hendrix mm-hmm. john janis joplin because then it wasn't till
0: later you know i'm sure there's quite a few more in that club as well oh 100 i have no idea if he's actually the first member I, somebody did die a musician to die at 27 i'm sure that's
1: no but this is i mean this is a big famous this is a big famous thing where it's like you know yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty mm-hmm. neat. I'm gonna start saying that to people and pretend I know stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna be sure. like, actually, you know what? The first member of the, um, which <laughs> I've found I that them? like all this research we do has just kind of turned me into like a, no, a person no one wants to hang out with at
0: a party because I'm just oh, like, actually, see, now you feel like me. I'm like, yeah, little, actually, did you know know all that nobody wants to know facts from?
1: <laughs> also, <laughs> I can't right? remember
0: the full fact, so it's always fun for everyone.
1: <laughs> Everyone's like, great
0: story, Brittany. I'm like, oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, man. So, cause of death, again, uh, maybe of the is the heart unknown. With a diddly, strike to the whole heart with a diddly bowl? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, that oh, would have been interesting. thought I'd wager a guess. Uh, apparently, the cause of death was no doctor, was was written <laughs> on the Please, death God, certificate.
1: Please, God, don't ever let me <laughs> die of no doctor.
0: <laughs> Back in those times, you almost wanted to have no doctor. Like, we were talking about syphilis last week and uh, oh, doctors did a lot more harm than they did good sometimes. Uh, other things say that he died August 16, 1938 at a plantation near Greenwood, Mississippi mm-hmm. with complications of syphilis. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Man, Listen syphilis is really last. making a play
1: in this uh, podcast. It's yeah, also, I I know. I'm i sure we talked it's about... It's going to be pod- the new Queen Victoria a hundred percent the new queen Vic, um, um queens it will call it queen sif um mm-hmm. <laughs> dude it it's making a comeback in alberta i'm sure we spoke about that last week yeah but it's yeah. like we're at like 200 percent or something the normal rate and then no like all it they talked about it on stephen colbert oh oh yeah that's right
0: alberta's syphilis <sighs> rate was mentioned on the colbert show um, not only are these people not getting COVID vaccinations, because they're people like 20 to 40s. They're yeah. also fucking everyone and oh, getting man. syphilis. They're like stupid rabbits. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess they've been single for a year and a half. I get And that. they're breeding. Oh, <laughs> good girl. <laughs> not if they have syphilis. Sometimes that means you can't have babies. So we're, we're oh, hopefully... Oh, spread it around. Fingers, Save fingers the planet. Fingers
1: crossed. That quit... <laughs> Don't worry about the. Don't worry about turning your engines off. Stop fucking yep. stupid people. And yeah, <laughs> you know, just one idiot at a time. I'm sure we can get the trees to last a little longer.
0: Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. So also though, his uh friend David Honeyboy Edwards, who I think is also a uh, blues musician, said that he was poisoned by a vengeful husband by one of his mistresses. We're also not hundred percent sure where his grave is, because there's three headstones in different churches marking his resting place. So this guy's
1: a goddamn mystery.
0: I know. All right. So here I'm gonna talk about a couple of things. Crossroads myth. So actually in Clarkston, Mississippi. Clarksdale, sorry, Mississippi, you can go see a guitar statue at the Crossroads. Clarksdale
1: sounds like a place that (laughs) <laughs> that dave foley made up to be from uh-huh. on the wrong guy <laughs> yeah yeah i'm from um,
0: clarksdale clarks uh, uh so yeah there, it's called the devil's crossroads which is apparently where he went to make this exchange let's call hmm. it okay So he did have a song about Crossroads and I think Hellhounds, which is why Supernatural needed to use him as a uh, literary device. Uh, But actually, the Crossroads one was just about trouble hitchhiking. So, you know, uh uh-huh. Okay. Uh, It's also the story I was telling you about how we would hang around with talented musicians and play their instruments and then he came back six months later. The interview happened that he was telling the story was in 1965, so well after this guy had died, and the interviewer suggests that Sunhouse, who's telling the story, uh, was the had said, "Oh, he must have," or he he had uh, he had done this deal with the devil to become the such best. a great musician. Now, hundred percent, how many times have you just said that? randomly
1: yeah deal with the devil yeah well, I we it's funny where these things come from mm-hmm. you know
0: because i could say like well didn't you know Brittany made a deal with the devil to have that luscious blonde hair i know carla found out the other day my hair's not blonde <laughs> i know which is it's i've had i've had dark brown roots for <laughs> i've never had it's enough but with blonde hair though like they have that and then it longer i don't know Yep, you some do people, it. You hide it well, Brittany. Some it's people good.
1: bleach blonde hair, then have brown, dark brown roots. <laughs> it's very fashionable. It is. It, I've, 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 I've really just, cashed in was... on this aubrey phase. That's go, everyone's <laughs> going. Everyone's going as I slowly run out of money and can't re dye it. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. So that's kind of like that. Hundred percent could be where it came from. There's also a guy named Tommy Johnson. So, same last name. I mean, Johnson's not that uncommon have a last name. No. Who told his brother about the crossroads and how he had gone there and made a deal and the devil had tuned his guitar and now he's amazing at it. Uh So, it could be just like, somebody heard that. They were like, what's a famous blues singer? They don't know Tommy Johnson. They only know Robert Johnson. Right. It seems this legend really came about in the 60s, uh, which is when he became rediscovered. But, in saying that... Johnson's playing was very uh, complex for the time because he was playing rhythm, bass, and slide simultaneously to singing. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's, you know, when you listen to it, it is very, it's a really unique sound. Um, But he became popular in the 60s. Uh, This was sort of when rock and roll was just starting. So people like Rolling Stones, Eric Clapton, Led Zeppelin started covering his songs, Bob Dylan's um, attributed uh, Johnson's influence on his work. Uh, in And then again, in 1991, they release a compilation of his recordings. Again, there's only like two dozen songs. That sold two million copies and won a Grammy. Wow. Which I didn't know you could do, and you are not alive anymore. That's um, And John Hammond, not of Jurassic Park. <laughs> I was also just thinking John Ham of... Oh, Yeah. Uh. Uh.
1: Skip Well, the of, dishes yeah, fame. I was gonna say now of Skip the Dishes fame, but previous, previously <laughs> <Mad> of <laughs> so many more <laughs> of mm-hmm. Mad Men. of
0: I don't know. I think Skip the Dishes is really his greatest work. So many good Canadian jokes of Saint um, of Saint Louis anyways, blues fame. So I mean, he he. This sorry, John Hammond and Columbia Records really, I think, kind of brought him to the forefront in 1961, and he did uh, issue a posthumous album that you know they all kind of say really influenced the dawn of rock music so wow. check them out like i said not very many songs but really unique sound uh yeah very cool this was a fun one carla thanks yeah and make sure you make those deals with the devil because
1: yeah or don't i'm that shit scares me <laughs> oh
0: right because you're really yeah see you, you do we're not brought like, up in the church almost do not
1: scare you. Yes, spritz, spritz some holy water around me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I shall I take us into the future of the
0: blues? Sure, but before you do that, oh, yeah, let's talk about our, our own thing that we're trying to make trade with the devil. No, oh. I don't know. <laughs> Please take this away from me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: What do you want me to do? Tell people to go on the Patreon? Is that what we're yes, trying to please. get Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, yeah. head to our Patreon. Uh, we have all kinds of fun things in there. Um, it seems out of place now because we're talking about sad stuff, but you can go yeah. over there and find happy stuff. Uh, Though like, we uh, are
0: talking about, we do do episodes in the Tragically Hip, and a lot of those songs are very sad. That's true. We, uh, we have
1: all kinds of different features, uh, little featurettes there. We do uh, a full series on the Tragically Hip uh, where we pair hip songs with uh, different cocktails. We have uh series where we pair summer events our favorite summer classics with
0: favorite uh drinks um yeah we have little mini episodes where we learn and teach you about what to drink your drink out of
1: yeah like and just little facts about ourselves yeah like beer glasses are you using the right one probably not (laughs) nope Uh, we found it's very complicated (laughs) Oh, man. And we just were so hammered on that particular yeah. one. So really yeah. have a listen. I'm sure there's some... <laughs> and watch. One of them's a video. Oh, fancy. Um, <laughs> check it out. You can go to www.lifepairingspodcast.com and in the top right-hand corner, you can check out uh, the Patreon button. Bing! It'll take you right there. And there are three different levels. So you can uh, you can see which level suits you best. I believe the first level is like three bucks.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah, so and that gets you a bonus episode once a month, and is that beer league? We called that, that
1: beer is the league. Beer league, and then I believe the next one is the wine club, and the next one is the champagne room. Is that uh? Is that how we phrased it?
0: No, sorry. We have the cocktail hour. Oh, okay. Which is seven dollars Canadian a month, which gets you the bonus episodes and the behind the scenes. So, like, which beer drink? Which beer cup to drink out of? Yep. Uh, and then, if you really want to be special, then you want to join the wine club. Oh, um, which means you get some merch every so often. So we might have a champagne. If you join the room champagne at some room. point, yeah, but, if you join the uh, we're not there room. yet.
1: Yeah, if you join it, I'll come over to your house and do provide you with sexual favors. So
0: <laughs> whatever you need, I'll use King hit Blues music, and you can kick me out quickly.
1: Hey, I mean, we're just here for the Patreon. Um, mm-hmm all right
0: anyways Um, let's move on to the future the future of blues uh check it out is dead
1: okay (laughs) guys still sad the blues still (laughs) sad Um, uh new brunswick music fans are singing the blues after the death of one of the provinces premier blues band music talents um Hmm. paul uh boudreau passed away uh, or sorry, who would pay, played the bass for the Moncton-based Glamour Puss Blues Band died Saturday morning, uh, shortly after uh, his battle with cancer. He would have been 67 next month. So, the, one of the bandmates, Travis Furlong, said uh, Boudreau dis- was discovered a lump about six weeks ago, which mm-hmm. turned out to be an aggressive cancer. And uh, yeah, died pretty oh. quick, man. So uh uh the band opened for BB King. They won three ECMAs. Boudreaux played a number of uh for a number of bands before becoming one of the band's founding members of the Glamour Puss Blues Band. I like the name. So do I. So That's while fun. uh while the basis for the band, they won three ECMAs for Best Blues Recording, uh, their first self-titled album was released in nineteen ninety-seven. So, you yeah. know what? This kind of the cool thing that you can go and do is you can go mm-hmm. on to Spotify or iTunes and stuff and buy these guys' music. Like... Oh, you can buy it? Well, you could probably go on to the... Yeah, you can probably go on to iTunes and buy the album. Oh, iTunes. Sorry. Yeah. Spotify. Spotify, you I don't think you agree. can. Yeah, uh, but if you go on to iTunes, if you, if you ever feel like supporting any sort of Canadian talents or anything like this, uh, this is a good way to do it because... uh it's really the only way to do it um mm-hmm. and then yeah, their music kind of really lives on the and yet. their their tracks go to number one and it's uh it's a pretty cool thing so we recently did did it for a comic friend of mine so it's um oh. yeah it's actually a cool thing if you go on to uh itunes and download the glamour Puss band blues blues band cool yeah so still sad but you mm-hmm. can make you can make it happy
0: <laughs> if you want it can go viral. You can make something go viral. Sure.
1: Sure you can. If you all put your hearts and mind to it, mm-hmm. you can do anything.
0: Um, anything you put your heart to. <laughs> um, shall we discuss this uh, delicious cocktail we are drinking? I was going to say uh, uh it's
1: something I often put my heart and mind towards is making uh-huh. cocktails and then drinking them. Yeah. Uh, Carla, we found a fun one this week. We did.
0: I was a, a little worried.
1: Uh yeah, I was uh I wasn't so worried because I, I liked the I liked the things that went into it. Right. So I wasn't thinking like this was gonna be disgusting. And I had something very similar a couple of days ago when we oh, okay. accidentally stumbled into the Harry Potter bar. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so this is uh... I mean, not right that I obviously remember that we went into Harry Potter, bar. <laughs> um, but but that it, we both had like a yeah it was like more of a fall kind of drink, fall yeah. tasting. Yeah. So
1: this is the Muddy Waters cocktail. So it's got uh, here is what I did because sometimes mm-hmm. they go like half a shot of this and half a shot. Of right. I just pour a full shot. Yeah, so I pour. Uh, I poured a shot of bourbon. I put a yep. shot of amaretto. I put a shot of lime juice. I typed uh, topped it up with ginger ale. And then I squeezed some lime juice in there. And then I garnished it with lime. And then they say that you can gar- garnish it with a wedge of ginger. But I went
0: with cinnamon stick. Ooh. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah, I didn't have any ginger laying around to stick in a cocktail. I have never seen ginger as a... <laughs>
1: I've never seen, uh, I don't I don't
0: know how you'd make a wedge out of it, but I've certainly seen like a ginger,
1: like you can, you can buy can like a, entirely? like a lump of ginger, surely yeah. you could toss in there.
0: <laughs> Maybe some uh, pickled ginger? That would just look weird. You just look like a piece and of And it would be awfully vinegary, but it would, um. That's, that's true.
1: Okay. This is why we don't make cocktails. This is, we're, we're sticking to what? they tell us on the on the cocktail websites but but this is a muddy water cocktail so uh muddy waters if you don't know was a uh an american blues singer he was uh let me tell you all about him his actual name was mckinley morganfield oh and he was known professionally as muddy waters he was born in 1913 and died in 1983 he was an American blues singer and songwriter, and a musician who was a very important figure in the post-war blues scene, and is often cited as the father of modern-day uh, Chicago blues. Mm. So his style of playing has been described as raining down on the Delta butide. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Muddy Waters, obviously a. Uh, a, a very important, influential member of the blue scene, and somehow somebody has designed a cocktail. <laughs> and it does look a like. It does look like muddy waters. Yeah, it's very like lightly I, yeah. muddy.
0: It's a little muddied. I wouldn't be like my yeah. I was thinking it was gonna be more like chocolatey looking, like mud, but this just looks like ginger ale, really um, darker ginger ale. <laughs>
1: That's I put extra amaretto in mine, so maybe it looks a little muddy.
0: I muddied that. I'm act. liking the amaretto. I'm always a little unsure of it.
1: I love amaretto. Um,
0: so good. But it really like it's not overpowering in this. I only did the half shot. Judy. Amaretto
1: by morning.
0: Um full <laughs> shot of sand in
1: San tone. <laughs> you know that song? No. Oh We're come on That's... So much trouble for copyrights. That's George Strait. Oh, for the love of god! Damn it! You, you know, for a country music fan, will you m- sing it again? No, don't sing it again because we're in trouble. But we won't get in trouble if you if I fucking crucify. Okay, sing, sing it again. Amaretto by morning. <laughs> Back in <laughs> San Antonio, everything that I got is just what I got on. <laughs>
0: No, I don't think I do know that one. <gasps> That's a really good song. He's kind of a he's a weird one where like I got into him just kind of at the like he's kind of at the end of his career. Let's be honest. Uh, yep. Um, I like him old. Yeah, I like him
1: on the brink <laughs> of death. You do like him old? Yes, you do. <laughs>
0: um, he wouldn't have been old when he wrote that song, though.
1: Um. Yes. Very true. Sorry. Anyways, back <laughs> yeah. to Money waters. Back to Money waters. Um. He did, but
0: his drink was right. real good. <laughs> At least he lasted longer than twenty-seven. Hey, so he, that's good. He
1: did make it way, way past twenty-seven. What's eighty-three mm-hmm. minus thirteen? Uh, mm-hmm. that's fi Is it no? Come on, use your brain. Seventy. He died when he exactly. 70, yep, 70, seventy years old. I just
0: then went on Wikipedia. <laughs> Who tells
1: you i was oh i i was yelling at myself to use my brain you know what i did at a Seven Eleven the other day i like couldn't open the bag to like put something in it and then yeah. i yelled at myself in front of the clerk and then i went like <laughs> just like frustrated with my own hands and myself i went god damn it Brittany, use your fucking fingers and then the guy was Aww. just like started laughing and i was like okay
0: <laughs> we're Aww. all just
1: practicing being out of our houses huh <laughs> <laughs> God, yes. <it's> so
0: embarrassed. <laughs> do you have any more interesting facts for us? I do uh some more stuff on kind of blues stuff uh speaking of we were talking about Clarksdale, Mississippi mm-hmm. um Morgan Freeman, friend to all I think. <laughs> have, he hasn't been cancelled yet, right uh he owns the Ground Zero Blues club there, so if you're uh okay. looking for a place that's that's possibly very nice there if you're in clarksdale hanging out at the devil's crossroads uh chicago is kind of seen as the blues capital or traditionally was uh so this kind of came about in the early 1900s as a lot of southern blacks were moving to the northern cities like chicago because they could get a better life up there, uh, especially post-World War I, where they had lost a lot of workers to the war. So there were jobs that were available. Uh, so then there was just suddenly like a lot of venues playing uh, blues, and anyone that was sort of in that world was at Chicago at some point, including Muddy Waters. Uh, the heyday was in the 1960s, and it earned Chicago the title of Blues Capital. So yeah,
1: very cool.
0: Go Bears! Anyways,
1: oh okay. yeah, duh, Bears, duh, Bears, duh, Bears, ah,
0: Bears. They uh, lost on Saturday. Did but they? Okay. I it don't know.
1: I don't know much about the the footballs, but uh, I do know a bunch <laughs> about the Saturday Night Lives, and that's yes, it. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm uh, <will> you... <laughs> that's like that is one of my favorite. I'm pretty sketches. sure
0: that's why I I like the Bears because
1: oh, just because that sketch. The bears, yeah. When he's choking on a hot dog and he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, Jesus Christ, Dick, what's that? A baker's dozen? <laughs> when he's like having was... a heart, he's having a heart attack and he hits himself in the heart. He's like, he's like, what's that ten? He's like, that'll make her a maker of baker's dozen, Bob. Because
0: <laughs> it was John, was it John Candy and um, what's his name, Dan Aykroyd from Schitt's Creek? Uh,
1: it was Dan Aykroyd.
0: Ow, oh. and.
1: uh, Chris Farley?
0: No. Uh, it was older than Chris Farley. Um, nope. that bears. It was no, like supposed to be like Bob Ditka
1: and like Bill Swersky's or something. It was like Bill Swersky's Super fan Thanksgiving.
0: Uh, because I thought it was like from the 80s. I mean, I don't want to... <laughs>
1: I mean, it's... I'm not gonna yell at you about your. I don't want to pull SNL rank on you here, but I'm... I know
0: you. You should. Uh, you should.
1: Stop <laughs> yeah. there. we can look it up here. I'm gonna see. Here. I'm looking it up.
0: Oh, this has George. Ford. What's his name in it? Oh, okay. Oh, it is Chris Farley. I don't know why I thought it was. Oh, and Mike Myers is in it. And
1: Dan Ackroyd. It was always. It was okay. always switched, but it was usually Chris. Oh, Farley. Okay. It was usually Chris Farley and Dan Aykroyd, and then whoever okay. else. But it was like a, it. a reoccurring sketch right um yeah
0: anyways Anywho.
1: any hosels well this has been a fun little episode yeah well um go to a a live music venue get vaccinated before Mm -hmm. you go or wear Mm -hmm. a mask you filthy animals Mm -hmm. um because we're so excited to go back and get to see live music and get to be a part of the world and that was really actually really fun to get out this week so
0: yeah and Mm -hmm. also like we kind of talked about uh you can see our uh records episode at blues. Very fun to listen to on a record. Player. Oh, so fun. So fun. So if you can't go outside, that's fine. Yeah. Make Hit up one meal. of these cocktails
1: and throw on a record and like yeah. get get your cozies on because it's getting a little chilly willy here. So it's it like is
0: fun. this is a perfect drink. I feel very like fall esque. A hundred percent. Throw on a scarf.
1: I was uh, I was feeling very fallish today. I, uh, was, yeah. this was like a perfect drink for that. I was like, I mowed my lawn, which felt like it might be the last time. And I just was like, Aww. it won't be. But I, in my heart of hearts, I was like, maybe this will be the last time I have to mow my lawn. It was just so cold and then it started raining. So I was almost excited because I love a good fall. So,
0: yeah, I do love fall too.
1: What's that? Yeah, yeah we we'll yeah, have
0: yeah. to do. Did we, oh, did we do an episode on fall? Probably. Surely we did. Uh, um, we've only been doing this for a year and we cannot remember. Oh, God.
1: Talking. I mean, it's been more than a year now and now we're just like, we're we're running out of episode ideas, so send them or not.
0: Brittany <laughs> that every week, and I'm like, we have 17 that we come up with when we're drawing, <laughs> and people always to do suggest. Uh, so oh yeah, yeah, we got quite a few good suggestions this weekend, so
1: that's good. All right, love you guys. Me. Well, we uh, love you very much. Have a safe uh, week, and we will see you next week, babies. Thanks, guys.